Hey, I'm JR from the 18 Over Par with Mike and JR podcast, exploring the sights, stories, and sounds of golf on the prairies, where you'll find some of the most golf courses per capita of anywhere in the world, and beer. Lots of beer. 18 Over Par is proudly presented by Jamie Wilkie and the new Winnipeg Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Pulling up to the clubhouse in a ride that looks half as good as your golf attire just isn't cutting it. It's time to improve your ride and your drive. You can purchase a new or used vehicle from Jamie Wilkie at the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park and the former Manitoba Amateur Champ will take you for a round at Breezy Bend. So now pulling up to the clubhouse won't be so damn embarrassing and neither will your golf game. You can book your test drive today at winnipegdodge.com. Just ask for Jamie Wilkie. You can also check him out on episode two of the 18 Over Par podcast. He'll certainly be happy to see you. You can also find them on social media, so make sure you improve your ride and your drive, and the only place to do that, the new Winnipeg Dodge. They're different. You can check them out, winnipegdodge.com. It's the 18 Over Par Podcast with Mike and JR. You suck, you duckass. Welcome to 18 Over Par with Mike and JR, proudly driven by Jamie Wilkie and the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. I'm JR, he's Mike, and today... We have a very special episode for you, recorded live from 4th Line Pub and Grill in sunny St. James on the corner of Ness and Sturgeon. We're joined by Tim Grant, a.k.a. Timmy G. He is a St. James socialite and former Assiniboine Golf Club president and now long-term member. He worked at the Bone for years. Now he plays in just about every tournament, and he regularly provides entertainment at 4th Line Pub and Grill. All right, super excited to be live at Fourth Line. Well, recording live. It's kind of like Saturday Night Live, where they broadcast a record, broadcast from an earlier recording. Yeah, I think that's kind of what we're doing. Pretty well, exactly the same thing. Yeah, so we're at Fourth Line Pub and Grill in beautiful St. James, sunny St. James, corner of Ness and Sturgeon Road. There's a 7-Eleven right by here. Mike and I used to haunt that 7-Eleven mm-hmm. a lot. Used to go to bush parties right by yes, here. Yes, we did. Uh, some fights broke out. You know what? Interesting, interesting story. I actually have a painting of this 7-Eleven hanging in my living room, which I'll, I'll show to our, our guest <laughs> here later. But uh, it's a beautiful painting done by uh, Putsy. It's an original Putsy, but uh, we can, uh, we'll chat, chat, we talk about that later. <laughs> Want to give a, a huge shout out, as always, to the former Manitoba amateur champ, Jamie Wilkie, and the fine folks at the Winnipeg Dodge, the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. You can check them out at winnipegdodge.com. Our guest, Timmy G here, he's a member at Assiniboine. We're going to get into that. And Jamie Wilkie, a former member of Assiniboine as well. And also, Timmy, we may hook you up with a DQ cake from the Nick and Nikki group of DQs. I think you know Nick. Oh, I know Nick. <laughs> Nick is actually sponsoring the fourth line golf tournament. So, uh, yeah. Oh, thanks, I still Nick. got a couple of the ice cream sandwiches from last year in the uh, the old uh, freezer. Oh, that's, I, was, I thought you were going to say they're in your car. Well, <laughs> I told you this guy was the comedic guy. <laughs> I'm not sure if Nick's actually going to give you a cake there, Timmy, but uh, I bet he will. He's a really nice guy. 
Oh, he sponsors all the podcasts I actually listen to as well, like Winnipeg Sports Talk Daily. Yeah. You know, one of your Great. competitors. Yeah, one of your competitors. I saw you had Huss on the line there the other day. Great job. We had to boost his numbers. They were they were getting low on their numbers yes. for listeners, so we had yes. to give him a nice little boost to, to plug their show. And I think 18 over par was the one to do it. Hey, cheers to that. Yeah. Oh, nice yeah, thing we're about doing this tonight. live from a bar, eh? You can actually follow up on these uh, yeah. beer slogans you have. No kidding. This is a, must be the first time I've actually recorded a podcast while drinking beer. <laughs> Anyways, shout out to the Nick and Nicky group of DQs. You can find them all over Manitoba, and that's their handle on Instagram, at DQ Manitoba. we got DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park in the food court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. As I mentioned, follow them at DQ Manitoba on Instagram. So, Timmy G, Tim Grant, Assiniboine Golf Club, is that where you first played a round of golf? Very good question, Ashley, because there's a good story behind that. And this was not pre-planned, by the way, for those uh, at home. This is not fake news. This entire thing is real. This is all on the fly. <laughs> want to give you guys the props for that. And first of all, thank you for having me on the podcast. Oh, you're very welcome. What was the question again? Just kidding. <laughs> so, um, anyways. This is our I, show, by the way. I yeah. think this is going to happen. <laughs> he hosts karaoke, so he just takes control and away we go. <laughs> so, um, how it all started is uh, I used to play hockey in the summer. Um, out at uh, River Heights Community Center, mm -hmm. um, the Terry Lewis Hockey Camp. And the guys in the dressing room would always be talking about how much they love golf, they're going golfing, and you know, we're all influential when we're young, and I like swinging things, so I said to my dad, hey dad, everyone's talking about golf, I really wanna get into it. So he took me down to Wolco at the time, which ages me a little bit, that's now Walmart, <laughs> and he got me a set of $55 Northwesterns. Oh, nice. Plastic Beauties. head driver. John Parker used to call uh, the driver the, that's the big Bertha. But really it was just a cheap driver. <laughs> Anyways, uh, my first game was with Kevin Giesbrook, who actually I believe um, is the general manager for Western Canada or something like that with Golf Town. Um, he had encouraged me to go play. Uh, so we went, played 18 holes at Bloomberg. I was an early morning guy that day. I actually started first thing in the morning and, and I can remember counting every single stroke. And people that know that golf with me understand that. Uh, and I was an 81. Come on, wow. on the nine. <laughs> so um, on that nine, uh, you got it, me. It, it did get better on the back nine. I was a 65 and I just loved it so much. I continued, I called home. I played an extra nine that day. The following day, I played 36 holes at Tuxedo Golf Course, and then I called the Cinnaboyne Golf Course, and Guy Laliberte, uh, he uh, picked up the phone and told me for 128.40, I can get a membership for the remainder of the year at a Cinnaboyne. This was probably around the June time frame, so convinced my dad into it. Uh, a couple days later, I'm a member at a Cinnaboyne. Played well over 209 hole rounds that summer, wow. and uh, yeah, it's ever since looking back, uh, you can't get can't get more of a second home than a Cinnaboyne. When did you start working there? Oh, well, the next day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To be honest, it was the next year. Um, and I had the same hiring strategy that Dale usually employed, which was just telling you you were on the schedule. Um, I had never met Dale, and I can vividly remember the first time he comes out onto the putting green of all places. Uh, this, this really, you know, eccentric, individual, yeah. like the most outgoing guy you've ever met, as friendly as can be to the juniors, and he challenges us to a putting contest. <laughs> well, sure enough, we had a little bit of a putting contest. First time I got to really know Dale, and um, you know, very gracious guy. Two days later, he comes up to me and he says, hey, uh, so uh, you interested in working here? And I go, well, actually, I kind of am. Perfect. We got you on the schedule for <laughs> two shifts a week for three hours in the evenings, cleaning clubs with one of the assistant pros. 
And ever uh, since that point, uh, Dale, uh, one of the most influential people in my entire life, and obviously you know this by what you hear on the podcast. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was like a second father to me, a second home to me. Really can't say enough good things about the life lessons I learned there. Yeah, what is something, because we had Derek Instance, who also worked there, uh, some ways now at uh, Glendale, uh, playing, not working. Um, but he really took just that customer service. And that's the one big thing that I pulled from Dale. Because even though there were some times where you're in the back and he can be an asshole, but as soon as a member or someone was in his shop, he just turned it on. He turned on the juice, as I like to say. And that's really brought me to where I am today because it's all about customer service. And that's where I learned it from. And you can't understate that like to any degree. He truly was, he made everyone feel like a million dollars the first time you ever met them. The most important person in the room. And that was truly something Dale did that I did take uh, from him to to that extent uh, every time I you know I deal with someone nowadays there's a little bit of Dale in how I deal with that customer especially if you're trying to create a good experience for them so you're smoking a cigarette and you got coffee breath <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah exactly and uh, I'm dragging half half of the world on my foot because I can't see anything below my waist <laughs> Uh, this is the one thing I always wondered about, about the podcast, yeah. actually, because the first podcast I listened to, I wondered how much do they edit of this podcast? Because half of the podcast is JR's mm, chuckle. Yeah, it's me laughing. Right, right. right. It's and, not uh, but it's yeah, bore. apparently this is going to be full bore here. So it's uh, just uh, JR's awkward laugh to make you feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's customer service. Dale Sapenko. Absolutely. Well, I wanted to get into Cinnaboyne related, and we might be jumping a few decades no, here. Right. But uh, you were a uh, past president of the Assiniboine Golf Course, isn't that correct? I was, yes. And I think it was 2009, 2010, those two years, I believe. It could okay. have been 2008-ish. How do you get that it. role? Are you voted in? Is there a big election? Or? No one else wanted to do it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's pause there for a second <laughs> for a moment of silence. Because I did get in because the past president at that time did pass away oh, okay. in year. Um, but um, yeah, so the year that I first came in as president, I was actually vice president leading into that. I did work 10 years in the pro shop. So I had a good sense of how, how the course sort of ran, all the ins and outs. And uh, obviously I had that relationship with Dale. Um, and uh, actually leading into the year that I became president, I had actually said to Dale, I'm not gonna be joining the board next year. I, I'd like to just continue to enjoy my golf. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was was the year that he actually, um, you know, he actually asked for me to continue on the board, and uh, our, our golf um, our golf president at the time, which was Grant Coles, um, he was facing uh, quite a bit of a battle with uh, his own uh, health issue, mm -hmm. and um, I can remember the last call to me. Uh, from him vividly, you know, because he wanted to hold on. That was his second time holding president. He was the president uh, during the 75th anniversary, which was very important to him, and he just, the, the place was important to him. So he held on to that uh, until the very last moment that he couldn't uh, retain the role. Uh, we kept him as uh, the next meeting, um, we did have to obviously replace him given the fact that we did have some signature rights and things that needed to be transitioned over. And at that point, being the vice president, I logically stepped into that role. Hmm. Interesting. Last man standing. Yeah. I don't, what does a golf, what does a president of a golf course do? 
Well, it depends. Uh, everyone has their own definition of what it is, right? You can either be the guy that pulls, takes the bull by the horns, or you can be the guy that, uh, you know, sits back and kind of lets things run the run its course. Um, I had a little bit of a tough go because during the time that I was president and Dale did encourage me to stay on that extra year, which I, I, I wasn't overly keen on, but at the same time, getting a vote of confidence from Dale Esopanko was something else, right? right? Yeah. So, uh, and we had also developed a pretty good relationship, me working in the board role now, which is in essence, overseeing his contract, which is kind of mm -hmm. awkward. But um, nonetheless, uh, you know, he passed away suddenly out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. um, and then we were faced with understanding, okay, well, wow, what do we do here? Dale's run this place for 25 plus years. Mm -hmm. The business model in golf is changing. Everything's changing. Uh, and we, we did make some changes that year. We, we specifically took on the pro shop, we took on the carts, we took on the pull carts, added revenue areas. And, and to be honest, most golf courses were starting to move to that model. Right. Did you uh, consolidate the till? Because there used to be three tills. That was the one thing that I learned. I heard that podcast. I think it was Mooney that was yeah. on that podcast. You were talking about how inefficient it was to make a transaction there, where you had to take, you literally had to have three different businesses run through card transactions for a single person that wanted a, a green fee, a pole cart, or a gas cart. Yeah, but not yes, a, not that a good part idea. of it. We went online with our T-sheets, so no more, you know, mm -hmm. scribbled T-sheets with coffee stains on them. Um, and we, uh, yeah, we just modernized ourselves. We we opened up the pro shop because no one's ever going to do what Dale Esopanko did in a right. pro shop. And yeah, we just, um, it, it really moved us into the next step. But at the same time, I'm always curious to, is to see where a Cinnaboyne would be if a, if Dale Esopanko was still here because there was no shortage of effort from that guy. No, well, that's, uh, th that's for sure. And we will. I know, Mike, you said you, we jumped ahead a little bit. We did. I want to turn back the clock just a tad. Sure. Uh, from when you were golfing. Because, Tim, did you win a Hannah at Assiniboine? Yes, okay. I did win the Hannah. And what is the Hannah? 13 uh, and under. 13 under. Oh, yeah. wow. Um, so, yeah, you've had, actually, I think you've had at least three Hannah Trophy champions think, yeah. on here. I don't think Mooney won it, did he? No, he did. Oh, he did yeah, win he, it. Okay. Won it. I wasn't sure if his head got in the way of his swing that day. <laughs> but, um, Ooh, shots fired. <laughs> oh, Mooney, oh. Mooney couldn't make it tonight, but if he did. I know. If you would have made it, Mooney, I wouldn't have made that joke. But all good. Uh, but, yeah, no, um, won the Hannah. I was fortunate enough uh, to also win the uh, Junior Club Championship. And then since that time, my game's just been a tire fire. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was only, well, we had Luke Valgerson on episode four, and he's done the Hannah, the Junior, and the Men's Club Championship. So yeah. how many people are there that have done that? <sighs> the only other person I can think of that might have done it is Tim Miller. Mm. Well, that yeah. makes sense because he's always yeah. uh, a shoe into win Mercier, it every year. Mercier would have been close. Mm. Sean Mercier, he um, had a chance. Uh, he was playing really well last year. He probably won uh, all two of those, and that would have made his trifecta. Mike McKenzie, um, I don't know if he would have won the Hannah. That was before my time. But he was always right in there at the Junior Club Championship. Uh, but, yeah, so... Uh, I think he's standing on a pedestal by himself. Is there a senior club championship? <laughs> yes, and the individual that is missing tonight that was supposed to be part of this, he hated being called a senior the entire year. <laughs> this is Len Rashot, until the year that he had the opportunity to okay. challenge for the club championship. So uh, he did win the senior club championship. <laughs> how old do you have to be? You have to be 55. 55. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. So now we know how old Len he is. Well, Luke can uh, still win it. Yeah, now. Luke can still pull it off, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Unless if Tim Miller's still playing at that time. Oh, that guy's consistent. Mr. Consistent, and Luke asked us to ask you uh, who is going to be leading this year after the first day at Assiniboine Club Championship. 
I also listen to that podcast because <laughs> just like your fans in the in, in the, the crowd here, sold out fourth line, Bob sold and out fourth line, and we do have our first <laughs> fanboy by the way, which is great. We're we're just uh, we got an order in the Dollarama for some sharpies right now. But uh, what was the question again, Luke? Uh, wow. gonna, Shout no, out no. to Brett. Yeah, who's who's gonna lead the uh, club championship here? After Good first chance. After the first day. Good chance it's Luke. And I remember a club championship, well, I should say remember, but also was scarred by it uh, numerous times. But that was the most fun weekend, the best weekend to work, although it was kind of stressful and Dale was, you know, always on you. But I, I remember there was just one year, and I don't know if you, you know the story better than I do, but I remember James Sachuski. It was, was it the second day that he came? Probably the funniest story I yeah. have ever seen on a golf course. And uh, oh, James, I'm sorry, this is going live right now, but... <laughs> It was one of the most fun experiences and uh, just it's really a definition of living it up when you're young. So we're coming into the club championship. Uh, I'm working in the pro shop at the time. I wasn't actually playing. This is the, okay. No, this is the men's club championship uh, back when um, I played here and there, but they didn't really, they frowned upon juniors playing. So um, James Sachuski was uh, out the night before. Sean Mercier was out night, the night before. Uh, and Sean Mercier was James Sachuski's caddy. <laughs> Sounds like a great combination, right? James Sachuski, phenomenal golfer. Mm -hmm. Coming through on the first round, I, I think he played a little bit not as good as he could have. Uh, so he was third place coming into the second day. Mm -hmm. uh, former club champion, he's also on it. So uh, he's never out of the running. Well, the next morning, uh, I show up for work. Actually, I didn't show up for work. I was sleeping in my car outside of the uh, clubhouse. I think it was Ryan Grobetti and Pierre Grobetti's right. going away party, if I recall, because they used to be our caterers there. Uh, so we're, I'm sleeping in the parking lot in my car. Sean Mercy is sleeping in the parking lot in his car. And then James Sachuski has yet to arrive. So I get out of the car. You know, I do my thing. I go because I'm working first thing in the morning. That's how I wasn't late. Um, and Sean Mercier proceeds to get out of his vehicle. And I think he might have got been a little sick. I don't know if they had COVID back then, but there was something going on. And um, so he's not in the, the, the greatest shape, but he's also dressed like he's ready to party. And then James Sachuski comes out. I don't know if he was at a Hawaiian party the night before or whatever it was. Was, but he had not stopped partying. So he proceeds to go onto the first tee playing with one of the most stiffest guys you've ever met in your life. And I don't know if I should name names because we are live. Mr. H, we'll call him we'll Mr. Call H. We'll call him Mr. H. And um, anyways, uh, he's kind of rattled by this. And then uh, Brian Wong, also a, a great individual. Yes. Uh, he's just, he's having fun with this because they're all playing with James that day. So James proceeds to step up to the tee box, goes into his uh, bag and pulls out a flying lady golf bag, uh, golf ball, flying lady pink. <laughs> Third in the club championship. Wow. Proceeds to take out a Sharpie and put on the, on the golf ball a picture of a penis. And on the opposite side of the golf ball, he proceeds to write, you suck. So this is his golf ball going onto the first tee where his caddy now is on the first tee with a straw hat and also Hawaiian shirt uh, and barefoot. And James shows up wearing his golf sandals uh, that are half undone and, you know, having a good time. Yeah. I am watching this play out and I am at the bottom of the ramp in the pro shop, absolutely crying. I'm laughing so hard, absolutely crying. Nonetheless, James played not bad that day. Mm -hmm. Mr. H was a little rattled. <laughs> So he didn't do uh, quite as well, but I think James still might have finished third in the club championship that day. Wow. And he still made it out for the um, the post-emergency uh, nine that we always oh, do right. after the club championship. But 
still probably one of the funniest club championship moments I've ever seen. James Suchewski always creates them. Well, he was presenting the ball, and I don't know if I'm just misremembering this or, or what, but he was presenting the ball because he had to tell, tell everyone which ball you were playing. And he goes, I'm playing the pink golf ball with a penis on it. <laughs> <laughs> Would not shock me. Would not shock me. And I was like, wow. all right, well, have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Those are some good memories at a yeah. Simboin Golf Club. And what's the emergency nine after mm. the men's? So we have a couple club. traditions at the right. club championship. And my favorite tradition, actually, it's, it's up in the air. but Sleeping in Deer Lodge Center parking. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've Deer heard the Chris Urempowitz oh, yeah. story, yeah. Uh, was um, we, uh, we typically, on the second day, uh, we have a gallery that starts to form on the patio, right? As people right. start coming in. So all uh, the higher or the, uh, the lower, higher handicaps start first. So, you know, uh, you would probably start at, you yeah, know, Jordan. Be, yeah. Jordan, I yeah. think you played, played with uh, George Evans flight. and uh, John Best at, uh, <laughs> at 6.05 in the morning. But uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. anyways. Uh, George Evans taking his car on the course instead all of the, the better, golf cart. <laughs> all the better players start coming a little yeah. in a little bit later towards the end of it. So as the, the gallery builds up, as we like to call it on the, on the balcony, we start doing cheers as people are coming in. You know, the standard stuff you see at a golf tournament, but we don't get to experience that ever. Mm-hmm except in the club championship on day two. <laughs> so I can remember one time, all I cared about on the second day was I didn't care how I scored. I just cared about my, what my approach shot was coming into the club championship oh. ninth hole. Yeah. Luckiest I ever got, 50 yards out, canned one for Eagle. Wow. Uh, since then, my club championships, I truly haven't been below 90 the last two years. Like the wheels have absolutely <laughs> fallen off there, JR. I think you might have even beat me last year. I would have, yeah. 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 Well, you, I well, think I you won, won, I you think won I your won, flight. I won my flight twice. So I'm, I won my flight twice at the bone for a club championship. I don't know if it was B or C flight, probably C flight, maybe D flight, but uh, I'll take it. That's what I like about club championship is anybody can win because you have flighted based on handicap. So the good guys play with the good guys. I usually play with people who are 50 or 60 years old and I kick their ass. So good for me. I've actually ended up on the putting green on that 18th <laughs> hole before. So uh, I wouldn't want to do that during a club championship. Oh, no, that's that's fair. The, the other thing is yelling forward to the gallery. That would be probably not a good thing either. But uh, hey, we all have our experiences there. Uh, and I've had a couple. Well, maybe it has to do with although I think you've been playing with these for quite some time is the shoes. So you're wearing them now. Are there my golf, golf shoes? Yeah, your yeah. golf shoes. So I don't know when that mm-hmm. started, but I've never seen or heard of anyone doing that. Well, I know you guys don't give free ads here because I've been listening to uh, the podcast no quite a bit. Yeah. No free ads. But uh, I think it all started when I got a pair of flip-flops that just felt like otherly world. They were yeah. a pair of... Uh, the Adidas started coming out oh. with a really good uh, version of them. And I, you know, I, I, I felt more comfortable on in them over time. And I noticed that I actually controlled my swing a little bit better because I tend to come out of my shoes when... Excuse me, when I swing. Right. So, uh, yeah, ever since... Um, under Armour came out with no free ads, um, a tire bottom, as you can see. For those oh, at home that are watching, what does that say? It says Michelin, Michelin, Michelin Wild, Wild Gripper. Gripper, and these are uh, coming flip, to a NASCAR track flops. near you. Yeah, these that are my flip flops, and my my day to day flip flops. But I wear them as my uh, golf flip flops. Play oh. club championship. Just played in a uh, a pro or a uh, the RBC Scramble with another team oh, right. in uh, Kenora, and right off the first tee, they're like, "How do you play in those?" And I'm like. 
you know, not worse. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> that is certainly bizarre. I don't think I could do that. I know I could not. I get, I don't even like. I'll, I'll forget my golf Check out shoes. Line. Yeah. yeah, great toes too. He even got a pedicure for this. So yeah, if you got a foot fetish, my goodness, sign him up. <laughs> Have you experimented with any other flip flops? Getting the Nikes, the reefs are really nice. They got the bottle cap opener. They got the stash. <laughs> thing there. You know what? I'm, I'm very particular with my flip-flops, right? So they need to have one feature that Adidas went away from, is that when it rains, I don't want them making noise or squeaking mm. or doing oh, something yes. like that. And yes. Adidas, uh, the, the more recent ones, have too much of that, uh, yeah, yeah, just they're, they're too not noisy. For me. These ones, uh, my Under Armour ones, um, honestly, $80. They're not cheap on the flip-flop yeah. uh, price price range, but mm. well worth it. Yeah, mm. that's like what? Two two four packs there or what? <laughs> and, and you get, you get uh, <laughs> how long do do one of these uh, like one season it lasts you about or a season and a half season and yeah half. my other ones look similar to this now um, but uh, yeah I, I do Very like good. to refresh them a little bit there flip flops eh? yeah that's impressive that. well you were also at, at one time uh, sure I'll say it at one time you were a good golfer. Um, <laughs> some some said he was Pardon? the Tiger Woods of golf. Yeah. I do and get the white Tiger Woods quite frequently, yeah. and it's mostly because of my lips. Not your toes? Or my golf game. Oh. Yeah. Well, you are left-handed, too, so that doesn't help. Well, he's got a little bit of an underbite, as you might. Right, uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, there's no, no shortage of underbite here. On so, this kit. so what happened then now? <laughs> what happened to your game? You know what? Um, I just don't play enough. Okay. I, I, I really don't. Like, um, from when you first messaged me a couple weeks yep. ago, my game was truly a tire fire. Wow. And it has come around. A Michelin tire fire. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Under Armour. Exactly. Flip-flop tire fire. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but it was, a, it, it was pretty poor. Um, so I really put some time into it, uh, just trying to figure out those, those little things. But mm -hmm. it, never having a range to work with, never having some of those aspects of it, it's, it's all about repetition. And you, if, you, if you don't put the time in, you're just never going to get that much better. Yeah. So I, I rank in there anywhere from um, a seven handicap to on paper, a 10 handicap, mm -hmm. but uh, there's some games there where I can, uh, I can hit triple digits. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a range there at a Cinnaboyne there for a yeah. little bit, right? Yeah. Did you ever take some people out there to try out some clubs? Yeah. Um, actually, if you look up uh, the Court of the Queen's bench, um, you'll actually see a lawsuit um, oh. based on that range in the Court of the Queen's bench because someone almost got killed. Um, but yeah, and he's sitting right over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Made it through. Made it through. But uh, no, honestly, we did have a little bit of a range. I, I do remember when he was initially, well, when we worked there, everything was unprotected. Oh, yeah. Um, so How you, it should be. Yeah, and so I, I did take some balls uh, to the head. Um, golf balls. Come on. Come on, guys. Really? Did you start snickering like you're a 10 year old kid you on that one? You up, didn't even give us a it. chance to snicker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so I, I, I've seen a couple accidents out there, but obviously, as you know, uh, you probably grew up just as I did. The mm -hmm. first task that you ever really did for Dale was shag the range, right? Yeah. Right? And uh, it's even to this day, uh, uh, Dion, uh, my girlfriend here, who's sitting in the crowd, the huge crowd. Pan. Um, oh. No, just panning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no panning. Uh, anyways, uh, when, when I even go to pick up golf balls, because we oftentimes will play a scramble format, mm -hmm. I'm going at full tilt because that's how we did it back in the day. I think I, I remember driving the cart with you literally down yeah. there, just picking up golf balls one by one because it was faster than uh, yeah. doing it by shag bag. Yeah, it's true. And then wow. the, the amount of times where you just try and rip it as fast as you could in a golf cart and pick them all up. And then meanwhile, you had the big yellow basket in the back and you're losing about half the balls going over all the moguls. <laughs> 
on the driving range. <laughs> She's like, yeah. what, the, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was something else because w- when I first joined there, it was always a battle to who could shag the range, and yeah. it, everyone would always battle it out. I remember John Parker always wanted to be that guy to, mm-hmm. to shag the range. Uh, myself, uh, Brent Hool at the time, and we, we would actually battle it out as to, oh no, I, I got confirmation I'm shagging the range tonight because we just wanted to drive the golf carts. Yeah, yeah, well that was the best part, and that's why I'm probably such a good driver now, knock on wood. Uh, is because of learning on a golf cart. Yeah. Well, I got to say that, you know, the second most enjoyable thing in golf, rather than hitting a, it pure, is in your you're in a scramble and you're bending down, you're in the passenger seat and you're picking up your your partner's ball off the ground at full speed and they're like, nice, you know, like that's that's really cool. Yeah, especially if it's not your own golf ball, for sure. <laughs> for sure, yeah. yeah. Usually it is. That should be an Olympic event. It should be. They could call it handball. <laughs> <laughs> I think that exists. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll have to bring. Uh, uh, Mike doesn't have his Google machine here, so no, I uh, don't. the research is not on point. Well, no. you got a couple full scap here, so uh, <laughs> that's I his got, joke book. I got my uh, compositions book. Yeah, I even labeled it with my name on it. But uh, is there anything in there? No, it's blank. You you scrubbed the internet full uh, of your data. But you, you you were speaking of the the, the Queen's of Court bench. What'd you call it? Uh, Court, Court of the Queen's Court of the Queen's bench. Yeah. yeah. And I was curious what the uh, the board thinks of uh, the Royal Assiniboine name that we've coined the Assiniboine yeah. Golf Course. You know we what? call it the Royal Assiniboine. Mm-hmm. You know what? I've heard uh, multiple different names, yeah. right? Once we got up to the 100th anniversary, uh, I actually did hear a little bit more of the Royal. Mm-hmm. I've heard the Royal Assiniboine, the Royal Bone, Ooh, right? Yes. Because it, you do get that Royal title when you do have, uh, I mm-hmm. think you hit that 100 years. Yeah. I think I don't know, um, but uh, yeah. Nonetheless, never heard feedback on that. No. You, you do have your slang that it, a lot of people call it the bone mm-hmm. or the boneyard. I like boneyard. I, I say the boneyard sometimes. Yeah, yeah. No, you probably don't have a lot of people saying that, but uh, I don't talk to that. You might be on something to that many people. Yeah, you might be onto something here. Hey, look, you got fans in the crowd here. By the by, the time I get back to the course, it might be changed. What are the other nicknames? It's always mostly being the bone, okay. I think. Yeah. yeah. That's that's what I remembered. And I actually didn't really remember or hear about the bone or people calling it the bone until recently. So that must have been a recent thing because I remember back oh. working. I don't know if people called it the bone or maybe they just didn't talk to me. I'm not sure. Oh. You know who really kind of um, pushed it in everyone's ear? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys happen to know him, Tim St. James. Okay, yeah. Tim St. James was just, hey, guys, you always want to go to the bone here tonight. You know, he'd always use that. He'd have the greatest <laughs> voice, right? It, I did not do it justice, by the way, because... I got a terrible voice, but he, he had that, yeah. you know, that radio voice that mm-hmm. could really pull it off. And he's like, Hey boys, uh, we're going to the bone tonight. And, uh, <laughs> and then it just kind of, it spawned off from there. And that was when uh, men's night was really at its peak. Yeah. Well, the men's night is another thing I wanted to touch on. Um, because there's a lot of leagues that was going on. I remember there was like great West life, uh, league at a time. There's a bunch of stuff that was going on the bone, but men's night was just always a hoot. And I forget how many people were, were out to that, but at sometimes it was just like, it was a packed golf course night after night. And you pretty much had to take every Friday off because it was just go time about 30 minutes before you even got there. And I think that's a tradition that's carried on. And it's something that I think has brought actually a lot of members to Assiniboine. Well, it's funny you mention every Friday off because I do take every Friday <laughs> off. And uh, 100% the primary reason of that is because of uh, the men's night that we have. Um, so, yeah, we've had we've had so many people over the years join, be longtime members. Uh, some of my best friends uh, that I uh, still hang out with on a regular basis. Thanks for hitting the table there, Dion. Is, uh, Fuck Dion. <laughs> 
<laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. So um, now that I've completely lost track here, but some of the <laughs> some of the best players um, that I've ever played with, uh, some of the best friends that I've ever had, truly came out of men's night, and the mm. experiences from there are, are just things that you'll you'll never forget, or maybe you don't even remember them in the first place. <laughs> yeah, I don't. There's still people reminding me about stuff that I did. Well, you know what? When. Here's something interesting. I've never been to a men's night what? at the Assiniboine Golf Course. Well, yes. you're actually going. Yes, I turned down a lot of them, yeah, but, but I am going. Uh, this Thursday, which yeah. uh, will be last Thursday once everyone's listening to this. Yeah. So, so uh, we'll see that's how it goes. That's a tough one. I did get the invite for that group, too. Oh, you oh. did? But we we already had a group all pre-made there oh. with the... But yeah. you still, you'll still be there? Do we know what oh, the... Oh, I'll definitely be there. I, I've honestly, in the last 20 to 25 years, uh, missed a total of maybe five men's nights. Uh, of the wow. 18 hole uh, wow. variation. Wow. That, that makes sense. I don't think you've actually missed a club event. Yeah. Let alone a men's night in that long. Hey, hey let's throw out a question to the crowd here. <laughs> hey, Dion, my girlfriend, what did I do for our anniversary last year? Play men's night. Play men's night it is. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. Well, kudos to you because yeah. that's, that's tough. I don't think I'd be able to get away with that. But I'm married, so that might be different. Yeah, I'm pretty sure every time I've ever been to the Assiniboine Golf Course, I've seen Timmy G. And, oh, yeah, he's uh, been there blasting his tunes. Oh, yeah. And, but we've never had a relationship close enough that I, they, I say hello. But now, now I'll have to say <laughs> hello. right beside him. <laughs> I can almost get COVID off you now. It's, we're so close. Uh, we could, yes. Yeah, yes. But hey, double vax, double, double vax. Double vax and ready to F. Yeah. That's what I said before. Yeah. And one time I ran into you at Clear Lake at the at the Wasagaming Wigwam there, and it was Ooh. karaoke night there. Oh. Oh, of course. And you were playing in a long ball tournament. Was it long ball at the Clear Lake Golf Course or something? It was the long ball, um, which I was the tire fireball out there. <laughs> I played that one with uh, I, Grady Manson and James Chapman uh, from Glendale. Oh. Everyone actually had retired early that night, but I caught wind uh, that uh, there was karaoke. So I oh, ended geez. up going yeah. to the bar by myself. Can't pass up good karaoke. No, absolutely not. Absolutely well, not. Well, here, so being at fourth line, uh, how did you get hooked up with fourth line and because you do karaoke here don't you yeah all the time mm -hmm. so um uh, my uh, my good friends the Rishot brothers they're mm -hmm. todd and todd and lenny uh they had uh they'd always thrown out the idea of buying the bar gizzies um mm -hmm. at the time which you know could be considered a dive bar mm -hmm. um if you google it you'll find some things that would be equivalent to the you know WWE uh, WrestleMania. <laughs> it's worth the, it's worth the watch. It is worth, it is worth the Google. So Google Gizzy's G-I-Z-Z-Y. Super entertaining. But uh, nonetheless, they uh, uh, they always joked about buying it. I remember mm -hmm. uh, being in here one day where we were having a lot of fun. Lenny was pulling something off the wall and I'm like, Lenny, you can't take that sign. He goes, ah, fuck that. I'm going to own this place there one day. And to that day, the second that uh, I had friends with me that day that uh, were with us, uh, that heard that statement, the second they heard that uh, Lenny and Todd had bought the bar, they they reflected on that statement immediately. And uh, yeah, here we are, the fourth line pub and grill. Now, Lenny and Todd, they got their, their strengths, mm -hmm. right? And I'm here to fill um, their weaknesses area, which is helping with Where's some of the, that? Uh, the, the social media aspects or um, the oh, marketing okay, aspects. Okay. So I try to bring in fun, fun events here. I love karaoke. I love uh, some of the other events we bring here. Erotic Bingo, that's one you were, I know you were Ooh, talking about. Yes, you're looking, yes, looking, you're looking for, for a new unit. Of the date. How does that new work? Unit. Uh, well, that one, you actually, you just play for sex toys. 
Oh, okay. Well, ironically, the first time that we uh, were... Ironically Bingo. or I erotically? <laughs> Sorry. Fair, fair, well played. <laughs> the first time we were... Because uh, when we are looking to get new events here, we have to do yeah. our research. And we did have an erotic bingo research night where we went out to another area of town. Transcona. Uh, it was actually, I believe, <laughs> wherever Joe Pandora is. Joe Pandora. They were Sounds running like erotic bingo that night. And uh, we end up winning. And it's not me that wins. It's Todd, the other, the other owner. Mm -hmm. And he sends me up to go into the tiebreaker with this person that was about probably in her 60s. And she was super pumped about winning erotic bingo. <laughs> So I had, at the time, I think I had the butt plug and uh, in the bag. And uh, she had a different product. So it came down to a, a playoff. Uh, and the playoff was pin the junk on the hunk. And uh, needless to say, I didn't, I didn't get the right spot because uh, she, uh, she ended up winning the, uh, she ended up uh, winning the option as to which prize she wanted. So she traded me for the butt plug, and uh, we ended up winning um, a pretty uh, admirable dildo. Wow. Is that what it, is that the brand name, Admiral Dildo? <laughs> I have no idea, but in the word of lie, true story, that's how we do our research here. When we saw the excitement of that crowd there, we brought it here. First erotic bingo and almost every erotic bingo since were typically 75 to 100 bookings. Wow. Yeah, and I think we just got the name for our first little bit of merchandise there, JR. Admiral Dildo. <laughs> yeah, so we'll have to... We'll, seen over par Admiral we'll, Dildo uh, coming we'll put to that a out there Shopify store near you. Just yeah. wait for it. It's coming up. <laughs> you guys do karaoke here as well? Yeah. Yeah, karaoke is a staple here. We're just trying to figure out the right time to do it. Um, one thing that we uh, we coin ourselves here is the fun corner bar, right? Uh, if you talk to Lenny and Todd, their, their vision for this place was always make it just a fun corner bar. Mm -hmm. We're not here to compete with Smitty's or all of the big chain places like Boston Pizza. We're here to just have fun, bring people in, uh, have fun with what we do. And uh, one of the things we do is karaoke. Um, still not sure on the dates we're going to do it. Good chance it'll be a Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. Also a good chance it'll be uh, two times uh, when they finally do uh, lift some of the restrictions a little bit more. So stay tuned. I'm, I'm venturing the guests um, after August 6th, which is our fourth line golf tournament. Mm -hmm. uh, we will be looking at booking full events at that okay. point, hopefully with better restrictions yeah mm. well one of the other times i met you was at the assiniboine golf course doing karaoke night oh and, yeah uh, and that was very fun that was many many years ago that was a staple wasn't it at least once a month we were doing it quite frequently yeah we did it once a month that's how actually uh, my girlfriend dion and i connected probably on a different level uh <laughs> because uh of some of the songs that uh that she would copy off of me <laughs> That karaoke night also ruined a lot of relationships. So <laughs> be careful when you go out to karaoke night, <laughs> whether it's at the bone or anywhere else. Yeah. Keep wow. it to the erotic bingo. But I like that. Admiral Dildo's butt plugs. We got yeah. some kids outside. Hopefully the speakers aren't on, aren't on outside because sorry, kids. Speaking of sex Family toys. Family show. I, uh, I was told that you're big into roller hockey. Oh, yeah. Big roller hockey guy. I actually got an anxiety as you were turning to me there for a second. Uh, <laughs> speaking of sex toys. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, roller hockey was something I grew up with over the years. I One of my biggest friend groups that I have was all around roller hockey. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, back in the day, day, uh, like this is probably, you know, before you guys were even born. Um, man, do I sound old. You are my mom had a, a connection with Lowry's Manufacturing and Sales for uh, a pair of sample rollerblades. Never nice. seen them anywhere. Oh. This is pre-Wayne Gretzky sample. rollerblades. Lowry's. Yeah. So started, uh, started, skating around, um, started skating around the streets there, and it was just nonstop 
turn and look, turn and look, turn and look. No one's ever seen these things. So two, three years, three, two, three years later, uh, the mm-hmm. fad kicks in and roller hockey starts, okay. all of these other things start. So I had gotten, I had just recently quit baseball because it wasn't physical enough, went into lacrosse, wasn't close enough to hockey. So I had to go back to, I then reverted to roller hockey and uh, joined up uh, in an adult league as 15 year olds with Jesse Peters. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, so we played that for Mr. about- Mr. Social Savvy, shout out, no free ads. Social yeah. Savvy Realtor. <laughs> he said he got you into karaoke. He took uh, credit for that, but- I will I give him it. credit for yeah. that. Yeah, he did give, uh, get me into karaoke. I think it was his 18th or 19th birthday. Probably his 19th, because we were probably at Scandals for his 18th. Okay. And um, yeah, he took me out. Can that guy, there's certain Play guys in karaoke. He has one or two songs <laughs> that just turn oh, it yeah. into a different level. Mm-hmm. Uh, his Macy Gray. Oh yeah, Macy yeah. Gray's on point. On point and is just the gigolo, just because he's usually wearing a pair of bowling shoes that he probably shouldn't own uh, <laughs> when he usually sings that. Uh, that's his other good song. Wow. And then, and then back to roller yeah, hockey. Say, so let's yeah. get back to roller but hockey. But you know what? One, one interesting <laughs> point in the 1998 uh, Pan Am Games, I went mm-hmm. to go see roller hockey at uh, the Max Bell Center. Yeah. Were you playing in that event, uh, Tim? Did you get insight on this uh, thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. I dug deep. You dug, did dug, dug deep. Really if you deep. actually know where I'm going with this. But we did. Uh, I did not play in that. Uh, <laughs> obviously, if you've seen me play hockey, I'm not good enough for that. <laughs> But, oh, we've uh, seen you, and you're right. But yeah, no, I, to be honest, I was a decent roller hockey player at the mm-hmm. time. We were doing well. Uh, we were well experienced mm-hmm. compared to other teams because a lot weren't into there. But we did get a phone call from, oh, what was it? Team Argentina. <laughs> so cool. we got a, a phone call from Team Argentina. Yep. Like the league got a phone call mm-hmm. looking for some exhibition games. So we ended up uh, lining up a game with Team Argentina wow. that got pee-pee slapped by Canada. <laughs> But um, <laughs> we uh, we came out of the gate. Uh, we were up to nothing immediately. And Whoa. they were yelling whatever language they yell at each other in Argentina. I think it was Spanish. Uh, and they were not happy with each other. Uh, and nonetheless, their goaltender, he he really held it in there because we, we took it to them. them. Uh, we ended up losing by one in the end. Wow. And this was at Max Bell on the... No, at the oh. time, they, they brought it over to Sam Southern. Okay. Uh, it was Sam Southern. Cool. The Pan Am was played out of Max Bell, but yeah. they had okay. a separate floor at Sam Southern. Were you always playing roller hockey indoors? Is that an indoor sport? You're playing at the arenas in summer? Or, uh, yeah, it's uh, not or like Mighty Ducks. Yeah, yeah. It's not like yeah. that. We're just outside it's of like, the basketball uh, Still not a bad question, though, because when I first started roller hockey, some of the very first times that I ever did it, it was outdoors. Oh, okay. Uh, but that very quickly changed because... Right. It, Hard to it, find a smooth surface on those. Uh, no, it really is. It, it is. <laughs> not, only that, not only that, though, but we started off playing on um, it was almost like a like a shiny cement. So oh, if you had like the ro- outdoors, uh, indoors, indoors, okay, yeah. So if you had the wrong wheel, if you had an outdoor wheel for it, you were getting a groin injury. Fortunately, at eighteen, you're mm. eighteen to twenty-five. Yeah. You're not getting groin injuries as quick as you would at forty. But oh, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was tough sled, and no problem, no no doubt about it. And then, so when did your roller hockey career end? Because did you play with any? Because there are some big deals I thought that you grew up with who ended up like playing roller hockey. Well, Grady Manson, uh, he played professional roller hockey. Funny story there, because speaking of wrong wheels, he came out as a spare to play with us. Well, they played on a pebbled floor in the, I think it was the RHI or Roller Hockey International. And um, the pebbled floor, Different type of different type of rollerblade, right? He came out with those same wheels, mm-hmm. and one of the guys on the bench, uh, he mentioned to me after the game, he goes, "You guys got you really got to scout the guys that you're bringing out here because this guy was terrible, right?" 
So the next week, we play ice hockey. And Grady mm-hmm. Matson, phenomenal hockey player, mm-hmm. played in the WHL um, and uh, put up some point-of-game numbers. Yeah. Uh, he absolutely lit up the ice. Same guy goes, who the hell is this guy? He's unbelievable. And I go, remember when I told you he had the wrong set of wheels last week? Mm-hmm. Exact same guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that was your big fuck you to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. And, uh, you know, I, I, I saw you had some success in ice hockey, too. I see you had two games with the James Gang Beauties in oh, yeah. 2010. ASHL. So that's pretty cool. Is that what you define as success? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got that, a low bar here at yeah. H and Over. That Porter. was the uh, the highest I could. Jeez, I, I could thought find. you were calling the Great West Life Hockey League here and talking about that, but uh, no, it's okay. It's okay. We can go there too. Um, yeah, you know what? Can't really say I've had tons of success. We uh, one year we won the um, the Highlander uh, and we won a Windbreaker. Oh yeah. yeah. With which team was that? And it yeah. broke in the wash the first time. Um, oh, that sucks. That was with Mullet. Shout out to Highlander Mulletude. Mulletude, I saw that on the stats yeah, oh yeah. there, yeah. Big big time on Mulletude. Well, you've been, so do you still play now or no? Well, I know we... Three times, some, a, three times a week in the winter, yeah. Right, wow, yeah. Wow, that's, so uh, that's dedication. You, when you get older, you got to stay uh, fit somehow, and I don't like the gym, unless it's gym fish and chips, so uh, yeah, <laughs> we're out. And he obviously doesn't like sex unless the Admiral Dildo coming soon to a store near you, 18 over par, Shopify store coming soon. Just yeah. wait for that. Yeah. Uh, well, so let's jump back into golf, and we may touch on something else here, but I wanted to know, because I think you played Monday Putter at a point, didn't you? Did you play Monday Putter with the Cinnaboyne? When they're really, really low when on guys, desperate. yeah. No, so when did they're you desperate. wear your, your, your flip-flops playing Monday putter? Do you actually have a pair of golf shoes, actual golf shoes? I do actually have a pair of golf shoes. Actually, pretty decent golf shoes because I knew they'd last me a long time. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I have played Monday putter. Yeah. Uh, this year, I actually made a little bit of a, a comeback to, to play because I'm able to get off earlier working from home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, have I worn flip-flops in Monday putter? I did in one match, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I did it against the people that I knew. Oh, okay. Otherwise, right. I wouldn't have done it. It was Dwayne Heinrichs and, uh, and, okay. um, and Lauren Heinrichs. And, um, was it at Bell Acres or was it at the ball? It was at a Cinnabon. Okay. Top of it, so yeah, no, I. But I also, I've also played in some scrambles with Millsy and full sets of golf pros, and you name it, or the SO Pro Am, you name it, whatever. <laughs> Flip flops all the way. That's awesome. Every year, I text James Chapman, going, "Hey, just uh, checking how things are going there at Glendale. Have you guys uh, changed the gr- dress code to allow backwards hat and flip flops yet?" And uh, every year, it's no, we haven't. All right, I'm, I'm joining a Cinnaboyne. <laughs> well, we found that out this year because that was not your point, Mike. Yeah, well, I went to Glendale once, and I think I had an untucked shirt and a backwards hat. And the starter uh, kindly asked me to to put my fat uh, my fat my my hat straight. <laughs> get, and your, get your fat ass out of here! <laughs> <laughs> they told me to lose forty pounds and uh, tuck my shirt in. But the real nice at Glendale. Shout out to Glendale. Great uh, great beer, uh, Glen Lager. Yeah, the Glen year. Lager is got, delicious. They're having their seventy fifth anniversary. Have you had that beer yet? Oh yeah. yeah, it's really good. Yeah, we went you out know there what? early this year with uh, Ryan Bell, Belly Handrow. Was it episode six or seven? Yeah, he, uh, he took us out. We joined him down at the club, and uh, we're crushing beers at whatever it was. Nine or ten in the morning. It was a good oh, time. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, excellent. Yeah, no, that's fun. I, I'm looking forward to try. I, I, I did try to get out there this Friday. I, I want to do okay. their Friday patio party. I don't yeah, know if you guys have heard about, about that. that. Yeah, their patios rock star out there. Uh, just their whole setup is really good, and their uh, their manager. Uh, Paige, uh, the girl that works in the uh, kitchen there, or it, like their caterer. Wow, what an experience she brings to everyone. She oh, okay. she's she's as 
top-notch as it gets from a customer service standpoint. Uh, awesome. First observation, shout out to Paige. Mm, we like it. Well, we'll have to maybe check that out. Ryan has never invited us down. We went that one time. One he time. hasn't invited us out since. Yeah. But we, did, we did get invited to St. Charles Country Club. We by, did. Uh, shout out to Rodney. That was a great yeah. uh, experience. Me and JR uh, <laughs> visited there the other day. Have you ever been there, Timmy? They I throw you never, no, I've never. <laughs> One look at you, you wear those flip flops. Yeah, if you look at me, yeah, if you look at me, I'm not, I'm not a hoity-toity type of guy. So, um, <laughs> never played St. Chuck's. I, I, I know people I could reach out to if I was absolutely mm-hmm. eager to play it. And I we were play it at some point. Right? <laughs> me and Jr. were eager, and they, they weren't too. They weren't. Okay. Wait a minute. Before you say we were eager, you've been invited what, like for the past three years, and you've just turned it down, turned it down, turned it down. You're no, waiting for I'm the just, right. Uh, I was, to play uh, you know, waiting for the right yeah. moment. You know. <laughs> Uh, very busy guy, as I mentioned, Jr. So it's hard to lock me down. Shout out to, to Rodney, yeah, Rodney and had us out, and they got a great facility there. The we hit the range there. They had the trackman and the, the virtual stuff on the phone was awesome, and the course was in mint condition, uh, and the greens were really fast. There was probably uh, seventeen three putts I had. But. Yeah, I had a couple four putts, so that was great. Uh, and Derek Goodwin, actually, another former uh, guest of the podcast. He is one of the professionals there. And I think he rattled you before the round. I think he did, yeah. yeah I think <laughs> he gave me some some <laughs> some tips there, maybe. And uh, I, I didn't like that. He said, hey, members only. Get out of here, kid. <laughs> he almost kicked me out. And then uh, he took off his mask there. And then uh, I was like, oh, it's Derek. <laughs> And then I was rattled for the rest of the round. But uh, let's get back to Timmy here. I want to just quickly top up. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Thanks for having Thanks, you on. Yeah, we'll see you later, Tim. We're just going to talk about what, St. Charles. What for the can next we 30 transition minutes. into here? Is it hot in here? Because it's <laughs> the uh, the temperature actually is very nice in here at the uh, Fourth Line Pub because climate because we have air conditioning. Yeah, yeah that's good. They do have air conditioning and a patio. And, and the beer is really cold. I like that. That's great. This whatever. So what cold. am I drinking here? This is the house. Beer. Actually, uh, ironically enough, because I like using the word ironic, um, Alanis Morissette. We Shout all out to need another beer here right now. So uh, that is the house beer, which is. I would tar- like to try that. Can I try that? It's called No Word mm-hmm. of a Lie. One more, no more Pilsner. One more, no more. Yeah. Mm. What does that, that name come from? It's a to? famous saying that the owners use here when they're, oh, okay. they're just about to leave because they're getting messaged, they're pressured to leave, and they say, ah, one more, no more, and then you know, a couple hours later, they uh, venture right. out. And w- this was a great place to watch Jets games because you got TVs Everywhere. 360 degrees around this yeah. place. And you're wearing a Jets jersey right now. What do you think of the uh, the new Jets additions to their team? Well, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact, I'm wearing a playoff jersey today because, uh, first of all, about the biggest Jets fan you'll ever find, when, especially when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah. This is an all-star mass. jersey. This is the, uh, the whiteout version of their jersey. Okay. But uh, today they had, uh, yeah, we'll take one. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Danica, shout out to Danica. Uh-oh. She didn't want to are be you, shouted out to. Are you, are you single? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> and for that reason, you're out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, back to uh, the Jets. Yeah, so a uh, big Jets fan uh, today. Uh, they made some unbelievable moves like Chevy. What mm-hmm. have you been doing in the last 24 hours? Give me a break. He's uh, at Lake like, of the Woods just having a time. He's uh, He's been getting a lot of grief here lately, and I get mm-hmm. it. He's got some constraints to work with, but he got us two solid defensemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, got the Stasny at a, at a good number today, and yeah. um, now he's just got to do some magic with that uh, remaining salary cap and got to sign some key individuals still. Who would you like them? Who would you like to see him sign? You know what? What do you think they need? 
Well, we did need defense, yeah. but uh, you know, as we taped this, we just had uh, confirmation of the Nate uh, Schmidt, Schmidt deal right, yeah. that was today earlier on, and then uh, Brendan Dillon. Um, they're both top four big mm -hmm. boys. They were the issues that we were having problems with, or the, the types of issues yep. that we needed to resolve. Put them in the right spots. It will take away from some of your youngsters. Hainalaw may still, you know, have another year in the A, but right. he, who who knows? But so right now, I think they just need to level out. Need to get a decent backup. Hopefully, Brossois comes around because he doesn't. Uh, he is testing the market, and I think he's a good backup. But uh, for the money we got left, uh, hopefully, he can make some magic there, and uh, maybe even. <laughs> Trade two players and get even a, a higher level uh, forward if that's a possibility. Oh. Who knows? Jamie G looking to blow up the front end. Yeah. Let's give Chevy a call. We actually have Chevy on the we line. Do. We do. He listened <laughs> to that whole thing there. <laughs> yeah. He's taking notes from Timmy G here. And uh, speaking of taking notes, uh, I know the face paint industry certainly takes notes from you because you have probably single-handedly kept that industry in business. <laughs> uh, we had Moon said, well, you got to ask Timmy G about how much face paint he uses. So how much face paint do you have? in your medicine cabinet at home? Well, let me put it this way. I have a fair number of people on speed dial in the playoffs to help me with my face paint, and this has evolved over the years. Does Dion? So Dion, you've probably done my, my face probably at least four to six times minimum. And how uh, often do you do her face? Oh, God. Oh, boy. <laughs> It was so, you're, so you're wearing face paint for the yeah. you're wearing face paint for the playoff games. Is that for what I'm getting? Game, yeah. but I've never missed a playoff no? game, and I've never not worn. Does face Dion paint. go or no? Uh, or she's not been to a game yet. No. Oh, you've never missed a playoff game. I've never missed a playoff game since they've come back. Um, right. Never not gone to a playoff game in face paint, and uh, most of them I have my nails done in white. Wow. <laughs> what about your toes? Toes, well, you can't see them because they're under my white uh, shoes. Right, yeah. right. But they are done here tonight, as everyone can see. But uh, so where you're, where are you sitting? You got must have seasons. Uh, what's your section? What's yeah, your home? we're up with the the schlums, just the yeah, guys that yeah. I uh, work cool. with best. Mm -hmm. um, in three twenty two, nice uh, row eight, uh, oh, nice. seats five and six. Isn't Huss? Uh, Huss, yeah, Huss is up, 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 up in three twenty one, three twenty. Who's that? Six? Hustler. I think Hustler's three thirteen. I see Hustler. I actually see Hustler quite a bit up yeah. top. Funny story about Hustler. Hustler, if we have a second. Oh, yeah. Um, got all the time in the world. We got beer. So, we got so Hustler, Hustler's a big wrestling fan. Oh, yeah. Right. And As uh, are you, I believe. Massive wrestling fan. Mm -hmm. Again, have, probably haven't missed a wrestle. I missed as many WrestleManias as men's nights. <laughs> um, so I never miss it. Thank you again for that beverage. Anyways, um, so in our group chat, we had recently been talking about uh, Neil Pionk. Oh, right? yes. Yeah, yeah. And one of the guys referred to him in our group chat, Scott Sullivan, as, oh, I can't wait till the Pionky Tonk man does this. And I, I lost my mind. <laughs> Lost my mind. Loved the name. Loved it yeah, more than anything. And he coined it, right? Did looked it up it? on looked it up online, mm -hmm. seeing if anyone had ever used it. Had not been used. Uh, so a, a big shout out to my friend. So I see Hustler at the at the game afterwards, and he's like one of the boys there. He's had a couple after the game. Yeah. So uh, this was we're doing our our last minute washing break before I all go out uh, to leave for the evening. Mm -hmm. And I approach Hustler and I go, Hey, Huss, Huss. You know what? I'm, a, I'm well aware you're a huge wrestling fan, mm -hmm. and you got to hear this nickname that my buddy pulled out in the group chat the other day. I've never heard of it, but you're going to lose your mind over it. And I go, he called Neil Pionk the Pionky Tonk Man. <laughs> Hustler, next day on the air, Pionky Tonk Man, think he gets 99 retweets or whatever. Like it, it blew up from that point. For my 40th birthday, I actually got a Pionky Tonk Man shirt uh, from one of my friends. Yes. Uh, I want to reproduce the logo because I did tweet it to Hustler and he uh, he uh, retweeted it out. And uh, it, yeah, it's something else. But uh, yeah, Huss, great guy. Jets, love him. 
Mm-hmm. And well, you're a lifelong St. Jameser, and the, the one story that I always vividly remember that you tell ad nauseum is when you moved out of your house, you wanted to move closer to Assiniboine. And you're already what? Like when your your kid's home is just over here where you grew up. Yeah, so my kid's home just off of uh, Sturgeon Road. Yep. And, um, you know, very close to the golf course, nice mm-hmm. bus Bus, bus routes and uh, easy to get to by uh, by bike mm-hmm. or so, rollerblades or rollerblades. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, when I was looking for a house, that was one of the, the high criteria on the the books was to make sure I could get to the bone there and back very easily and uh, happen to move uh, just a tad closer. I can actually walk there uh, in about twenty five minutes ish. Oh wow! <laughs> Done it a couple times, but uh, usually I'll take the bus or the bike. Or I'll just catch a ride with someone. Yeah, That's I could sweet. probably walk there and actually, yeah, you're yeah, you're closer. Mike's on. Not that I don't drive, but we if I'm playing race. golf, you know, usually we, something's on the line. We could have a walk off. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, <laughs> we can cut that. <laughs> we we cooking here? Or, uh... <laughs> we can edit that out. It's all right. Not not this feed, but regardless, oh, yeah. that's permanent memory. Yeah. Now. <laughs> Everything lives on Facebook. Yeah, lives. exactly. That's what we got to worry about here. Ah, oh, shit. Um, but also, you were synonymous with your blue Honda Civic, but I think recently you had to get rid of that bad boy. I did. It was about time to get another blue Honda Civic. Uh, you used to drive that thing. This is the one thing that just popped in my mind. You used to drive it like a golf cart. It'd be like, zzz, zzz. like you'd slowly just push down on the gas and then it would lay, lay off, slow down on the gas and lay off. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Wow. Man, is that not true? Is that not true? Yeah. Okay. Does he still drive like that? I was not, I was not aware that he drove like that. <laughs> yeah. You're just finding this out. Wow. Yeah, right. A That's real so breakthrough. Happens. Yeah. You know what? We might have to post a, a, like a screenshot of my driving record, which is perfect, by the way. Um, oh, I don't drive a lot, no, because I, when I do drive, I drive when it's needed, right? I'm trying to save the environment. You know me. Yeah. Shout out to the environment. No free ads. <laughs> Mike, your beer is getting a little low here. Uh, yeah, it certainly is. Well, uh, Danica, we'll get one more, no more when you get an opportunity. Thank you. But so, so how long did you have that vehicle for? Because that was always a staple like, oh, I know Timmy G's working because you pull by the bone and there's that car. Right. So, uh, which blue Honda Civic? The one, original one. One. Version one? Yeah. Wait, two or three? Oh, I didn't know you had that many. I've had only blue Honda Civics okay, all wow. life, all my entire <laughs> life. So my first Honda Civic, I think I got it in 95, 96, lasted till about 2004. What year was it? Like what year was It was, was a 93. Okay. 93. Okay. Wow. Decent one, bought it off a member at the Assiniboine, Gord Peterson. Um, I think he does the auto, auto uh, what's that place by... Anyways. The new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point Thank West Auto Park, ah, WinnipegDodge.com. Yes. <laughs> They're Good different. Good call out. They're Good call different. Out. Yeah. <laughs> different guy. We'll different have to guy. see if Wilkie has any uh, blue... <laughs> yeah, maybe he does. C- uh, Civics? Blue, blue Honda Civics. Yeah, yeah Civics. Wilkie could have probably sourced me my Civic. Oh, I, I didn't sure. even think of that. But um, sorry, Wilkes. But yeah, yeah. Uh, three Honda Civics. So my uh, second one was uh, 2004. I uh, just retired that one in 2020 mm. oh. with about 140,000 kilometers on it. So 17 years, I barely drive it. Yeah, no kidding. And my new one is uh, not here right now because being responsible. And, and we're uh, indoors. And we're indoors, yeah. So uh, that one's 2020. So the bells and whistles are incredible on it, though. I will give it credit. It can do everything for you. It turns on your windshield wipers. It locks your car when you walk away from it, like without nice. doing anything, right? 
Does, um, it, does so, it lock the accelerator down so you don't keep bumping on it? Does it do that? <laughs> Cruise control. I never noticed myself doing this, so I got to look at this now. I thought you did. I thought that. Just, I thought that's. I thought you knew that. So I'm glad that I brought that up, and we're, this is going to live on forever. <laughs> I wonder how my Facebook Live feed's going here. If that thing's still running. Anyways, yeah, we're not even. Wa- we're not even monitoring. We're, we're, we're not professionals here. It's. Uh, no. Yeah, we we are not monitoring it. I'm just going to have a sip of beer. So if you have another question, Mike. Yeah. Well, it. Uh, it sounds like you like to have a lot of fun at the golf course. And there's always so many, you know, fun events going on at a Cinnaboyn. And what do they have? The uh, was there a Mexican night or? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's the wackiest thing that you've ever worn to the golf course? Is really what I'm getting at. Wasn't there a Hawaiian night? <laughs> All right, so this is where things go off the rails here. So um, no, we don't have a Mexican night there. Uh, but we do at the fourth line. We have had a uh, Cinco de Mayo here. Nice. Uh, oh, or man. something similar. Uh, great pictures of us in uh, uh, that gear. But uh, on the golf course, we do have a Life's a Beach golf tournament. That's mm. what I was Did you come up with that? Yeah. <laughs> so we, went from, we went from Mexico to Hawaii. They have beaches beach. in Mexico. They have beaches in Hawaii. <laughs> So life is a beach. <laughs> so is life's a beach. And uh, so that very quickly took off as a popular staple at Assiniboine uh, because awesome. in essence, what it is, is it's a beach golf tournament where mm-hmm. you have the opportunity to wear um, anything as long mm-hmm. as it's semi-related to the beach. Uh, no oh. dress code enforced. Try to keep it civil. Right. Try right. to Although, wear something. So we're not going like nudist beach in like no, France or no. Like Although I've seen some interesting things. I think uh, one time there, uh, one of our members, uh, you know, love him, no longer with us, Annie McKenzie. Oh, no. Um, I went shopping with him one Did time. Did he have a fro up top and down low? Or and, no, uh, no didn't, didn't get to that point. But he okay. went out to Value Village to get his outfit for the yeah. event. And he ended up coming up gir- with girls' bikini bottoms. Oh, my gosh. Which he wore with his outf- Come on. outfit the entire time around the golf course. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I personally, the worst I've ever done is I did have a, uh, a tuxedo speedo on underneath two grass skirts just uh, to keep people guessing. Wow. That's good. You had And a mesh top. On. And a mesh top. Well, one of our past nice. guests was just wearing nothing with a sweater wrapped around his waist. Right. Sean Skeen. Shout out to Skeener. Yeah. <laughs> Strip golf. I don't know if you were working that night or not. It was for Dale's or... Was this the an 25th anniversary? anniversary Maybe one? that's what it was. Yeah. I was Dale's just 25th. about yeah. to ask that question. Yeah. So... Did you tell the full story on his episode? I can't recall. Well, I recall it because I was working that night. <laughs> I was in the middle of the, the buffet. So and you were speeches, upstairs. And speeches right. were going on. So we're sitting in the middle of the buffet, Dale Esopanko's 25th anniversary uh, event. So we just had a big, big so event. So him being a pro for, for 25 years at the bar. At Assiniboine, yeah. yes. So we're all sitting up there, and the speeches are going on, and then all of a sudden someone yells something about something going on outside the window. And I think it was Poplowski. Yeah, yeah, Pop was out there. And uh, Skeen mm-hmm. were coming down in, I think, nothing but their underwear. There's three Poploskis, so all three Poploskis. Coming down nine in nothing but their underwear. Well, we we got about an 80 to 100 person banquet upstairs watching this all play down. (laughs) Nonetheless, it was all taken actually with pretty well considering the times when people were really, well, people are fired up about everything every day nowadays, but uh, they weren't as fired up at at Assiniboine Mm -hmm. at that time, right? So, uh, or they were more fired up at Assiniboine at that time. So they, um, it was more kind of laughed off at the time. Mm-hmm. and nev- nothing was ever made of it than other than a good way to just relate to one of the funny things that happened during Dale's 25th anniversary, right? <laughs> yeah, and well, that's what I, I said during that episode too was like there was the uh, all the old ladies were out there just taking pictures. <laughs> with what? what a treat. We had nothing to take pictures with back then except for cameras. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
They, they had him. They got that film developed the next day. <laughs> yeah, at, at it Walmart, was Polaroids. Walmart it was Polaroids. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but have you ever played strip golf then at Assiniboine? That's a good question. I don't think I have. Well, did I you, have to, you used I, to go out there and play... Forget what it was called, but like you'd have to go lefty righty, or people would just pull clubs out of your bag if they lost a hole. Have you ever played? Did you play that with like Merce or something? I never did play that no, format okay. with him. Okay. No, no. We we did have some wacky formats and uh, mm-hmm. everything from people doing snow snow angels in their underwear to uh, in Jeez. the uh, bunker to you name it. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, overall, it's been. Um, We've had some moments out there for sure, for sure. <laughs> well, we uh, have to do give you a shout out because when we do the Heckler Champagne Championship uh, Moons, he does up the scorecards, which came from you because I think you originally did them up. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, was it was did Bob Cook help you out or he just filled them in? No, well, I think you guys were talking about my Excel skills. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah my macros. Excel skills on a uh, on a pre macros. Yeah, the, like, <laughs> yeah. I think Elon Musk I think helped us with this. Um, it's it's a phenomenal scorecard. Uh, to be honest, I did actually have someone at the time when I was working mm-hmm. at. Uh, EDS or electronic d- yep. data systems. Um, one of the um, the guys was, that was an Excel wizard helped me out with uh, some of the formulas in there because mm-hmm. uh, figuring out how the handicaps apply to the X's, mm-hmm. a lot more to it if you want them to show up automatically. Yeah, right? yeah, which they do, which, which is they incredible. Do. And it, it does work great. Uh, I've revised and used that scorecard for about 70 different events now. It's it's incredible. And uh, yeah, glad it lived on and still has a purpose. Oh, it certainly does. And uh, yeah, we were saying that, hey, we should probably sell these things because well you could probably sell them because it's it's great oh i know you were trying to sell them on that episode i almost gave you a call <laughs> should have called us up we can put it online with the admiral dildo we could sell them back to you <laughs> man you guys got a new product line after this no yeah we're just coming up with great ideas so uh thank yeah. you very much for that we uh we really do appreciate That's it very nice um did you want to get into something else or did you want to go into the the back nine lightning round yeah. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? First, uh, we've we got to bring Lenny into this because Lenny was supposed to be here, but he's not. But I remember, so how did you get hooked up with Lenny? Would you just meet, meet him at the course? Because I remember he used to not be such a great golfer, and now he's phenomenal. I wouldn't call it phenomenal. He's okay. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Shout out to Lenny. Yeah, and to be honest, I don't think he was actually a bad golfer at, at any point, but he oh, was, really? okay. he's better than he was when he first joined there. Okay. Um, so the initially, I think I was president at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my big things was, it's the Dale Esopanko thing, mm-hmm. call a person and talk to them. Right, yeah. Have that physical yep. conversation. And it, yep. it truly was the Dale Esopanko approach to keeping new members there. Mm-hmm. So I went through the entire laundry list of people telling them about men's night. And I think that men's night, we were close to a sellout, which was very rare at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was our very first men's night of the year. Typically what we would do during that first men's night, because I did run the men's nights at the time, was we mm-hmm. would always reach out, or I would always make sure I had a list of all our new members. Every new member would get a, a beer on the house, uh, and I would individually go up and talk to each one just to kind of get a sense to who they are, what yep, they do, yep. da, 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 all the standard stuff that people mm-hmm. like when they're the new person. So I started talking with Lenny, and I go, hey, uh, what, do you, what do you like to do? Well, I like to, you know, drink... Um, <laughs> Uh, golf and uh, play hockey. Oh, perfect. Uh, anything else I should know? I got a pool and I live on the same street as you. So um, that was the essence of what I got out of the conversation. Uh, it was a little bit different than yeah, that. Yeah. But uh, he seemed like a good guy. Got his number. Uh, and uh, I ended up going to the bar. Uh, I go up to the bar. I'm getting my, my beverage. And then Len goes up to the bar. First day as a member at the golf course. And he goes, hey, everybody, I'd like to get everyone's attention right now. 
I got a hundred dollars in my hand. I'm putting this on the bar, and this is uh, going on the bar until it's gone. Oh wow! And you know, a Cinnaboyan, it was like <laughs> charging of the bulls because everyone's so cheap there. So that hundred dollars was gone within like 25 seconds. But uh, nonetheless, he he yeah. developed quite the reputation as a result of that right, uh, yeah. right out of the the gate. So yeah. great icebreaker. Absolutely. I'll take your most expensive drink mixed with your second most expensive drink. And uh, I text him the next week, uh, going, "Hey, uh, met you last week there. Hey, would you like to have a game?" His first answer back is, "Who's this?" Uh, followed by, "He called me right away, still not knowing who I was." And um, and then uh, yeah, the rest is history. That's impressive. Well, uh, shout out Very to Lenny. Shout out yeah. to the. The re-shows, no-show re-shows. How did that come about? Where's he today? <laughs> exactly. Did he ever no-show at club championship? Ooh, he may have. Okay. Uh, ooh, he's been close. He's mm-hmm. had to get rides from, I think, the pro shop staff <laughs> to the event. But uh, I don't think he's ever no-showed an event. He's, uh, he's pulled out with um, a bleeding nose before. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I think it was just nerves. Uh, and other than that, uh, no, no, he's done quite well. Last two years especially. Except Timmy Miller. Good old Timmy Miller. All right, let's yeah. get into it. Back nine lightning round, you ready, Mike? Back nine, I'm okay. ready. Back nine lightning round is presented by Jamie Wilkie and the new Winnipeg Dodge. In the Point West Auto Park, winnipegdodge.com. Ask for Jamie Wilkie. He's an amazing golfer. He'll take you for a round at Breezy Band if you ask nicely, or just buy a car from him. Get a new car. You haven't been spending money on anything these past yeah. few days. Or get a used uh, used Honda Civic. Or get a used Honda Civic from Timmy G. WinnipegDodge.com. They're different. They are different. They are. Uh, you know, I like the Jeeps. <laughs> Always like the Jeeps. Brett likes the Jeeps. Dion likes the Jeeps. T- Timmy here likes the Jeeps. Speaking of Jeeps, Timmy, have you ever got a hole in one? <laughs> I have not. I, on, I've come I close. You have, yeah. uh, I've come close. Not so much. Don't read my questions. Oh, I'm not actually. I can't see that far anymore. Uh, but uh, no, I, I've, I've never had a uh, hole in one. Uh, I've closest yeah. I've ever come was actually on a par four. Uh, almost canned one. one. First time I ever Which eagled. One? First time I ever eagled six. I put it that like within less than six inches. Really? Yeah. Holy wow. smokes! That would have been huge. That'd been a huge hole in one. Yeah, but I'm starting to feel good about it now. Uh, I figured out how to finally hit the green on four, even though it's 120 <laughs> yards away. Um, and uh, watch out. Close your eyes. <laughs> Not far off. <laughs> how many times have you played hole four in your life? <laughs> I have actually tried to do math on these type of things before. So on average, when I was younger, I was playing probably between the ages of uh, oh god mm-hmm. 200 rounds a, ga- a year so at least yeah, 200 wow. times around yeah. easy easy between the ages of uh, 12 and 20 so you extrapolate the math there and then after that it probably became you know six times around so you guys are mathematicians oh yeah we're great at math big time shout math out to guys. math shout out to all our math teachers back in the day thanks for helping us out we don't know what that is yeah that's about uh, that's averaging a on like 78,300 <laughs> Let's go with that. Yeah. yeah so yeah. no hole in one. It seems a little high. What about a hey, what about a like an albatross or like getting no. some eagles out there? I must have got some eagles. I've eagled a good chunk of the. We mentioned six. Yeah, I've eagled a good chunk of the holes on a Cinnaboy, and I've eagled one. Never eagled two. Uh, I've eagled three. Obviously, never yeah. eagled four. Eagled five and six. Uh, yeah. I've eagled six. Never before. eagled seven. Eight. Obviously, I haven't. Nine. I have. Wow, that's great. Ooh. 
That's good. Have you done that recently? And look, some of Lenny's friends came for him in the show here just now. And uh, oh, great. no Lenny. Shocking. No Lenny. He didn't show up. <laughs> We're looking for Lenny. <laughs> well, speaking, speaking of Lenny. Lenny's well, dancing later, 11 o'clock. <laughs> Timmy, what is your preferred golf ball brand or model? You know what? I'm not overly picky, but I do have one interesting thing about my golf balls. So Titleist does do a deal every year, as yep. you may have heard of. Yeah, Monsion. That's uh, who we're playing with men's night coming up. Yeah, so typically you can get your... Uh Three whatever. dozen, buy, buy three buy dozen, three get dozen, one, get a fourth for free. So I, I typically will get <laughs> yeah. the um, the uh, that deal, mm -hmm. and I will get my hockey number on the front, 14, and then on the side I will get Timmy G. <laughs> the irony behind this thing, and I've used that word a lot today, is uh, when you put it, uh, when you lose it, people, people that actually, you know, golf the same course as you, they will return it to you. So uh, oh, I've mm. had that ball. On average, I, I will get six to six to eight golf balls returned. And then in Mooney's case, he just plays it in the same group with the same ball Absolutely. as me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do. I would just so dunk it in every water. There's no reason I'm giving yeah. that back. <laughs> that one's going down the, uh, the road there on seven to the right. That's where I'd be pumping that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So obviously you're playing a lot at, at the Bone, Cinnaboyne mm -hmm. Golf Course. What would be your favorite course in Manitoba? Well, number one would be the Bone. Um, mm -hmm. Why? Number why, two, the, why the Bone? What do you like about it? And I know Wilkie said some nice things. I've said some, like everyone who's played there and played there consistently, for, it, for, it's sneaky for, tough. Yeah, it's, it, to me, a golf course is about its character, mm. right? And uh, we have a lot of character at the bone. Uh, character. You're a character. Than, well, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, yeah, it's all about character. We have a lot mm -hmm. of character there. We have a lot of fun. The greens, they have their challenges at times this year. They're coming around now and st starting to improve. Yep. Uh, but uh, just overall, it's all about the fun. Um, mm -hmm. So the fun aspect of it. So obviously for the fun part, it would be a Cinnaboyne without question. Where would I join uh, or what are my favorite courses? Mm -hmm. Favorite course I probably ever played was uh, the Bandit in um, New Braunfels, uh, Texas. Where it's all, oh, this is just this Manitoba. Is just Manitoba. Right? No, so Manitoba, ahead. sorry. Okay, yeah, so Manitoba, I would probably put, initially it would be Selkirk. <laughs> Selkirk was one of my favorites for really? a long time. I haven't played yeah. Selkirk yet, but, I, but Selkirk, I played it once. It's a great track. Yeah. It is, it really is. It was See, just a very, yeah. you know what? Right. One, yeah. it's, a, it's a great course to start hole one because even if you hit it bad, it's still going to go quite a distance because yeah, you're 100 right. feet in the Wow. Are. Right. <laughs> I am supposed to play it later this year in the uh, Harambe oh, Memorial so Golf Invitational. What are what are the courses? Uh, for we're going to play Natley Creek, and then mm -hmm. we're heading up to Grand Pines, and then on the way home we're playing Selkirk. So just a, nice. a good local tour there, but uh, it should be a good time. So you're saying Selkirk? Selkirk, and uh, it'd probably be. Uh, I haven't played a, as many as you would think, but uh, Glendale is still one of my favorites as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. And then what about, you know, obviously there's a lot, you must have a lot of bucket list courses in Manitoba. If you haven't got out there that much, is there, what's the top on your list? Probably Hecla, to be honest. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things Hecla. and it, and it's more the just experience, his. right? Yeah, oh yeah. It's more than just a golf course. Yeah. Uh, obviously through hearing it on the podcast, you guys <laughs> build it up like the second coming. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, oh, there was more than two comings. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, I said, God. pardon? <laughs> Hecla isn't just a golf course. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it'd probably be Hecla. Last year I did have the opportunity, or it was either last year or the year before I had the opportunity to play Clear Lake for the first time. Mm. Um, so that 
was uh, that was one of the ones on my list. I played Pine Ridge. Obviously, maybe St. Charles would be my next one after mm. that. Yeah. Shout out fast to Rodney. Greens. Yeah, thanks, Very Rodney. fast, very fast. I forgot my putter at uh, Pete's Grand Putt out in Grand Beach there. So go check that out. I've been there multiple times, yeah. <laughs> Have you? That's yeah. in Grand Marais, isn't it? Grand Marais, yeah. yeah. He actually just reopened it this year. Uh, I yeah, think you Brett, brought your PXG Brett putter Chesley. out there, and you didn't bring it to St. Chuck's. So yeah, then I forgot it, and uh, <laughs> then I had to play with my Canadian Tire putter at St. Charles. So... Uh, <laughs> Thank you. But it was, it was, yeah, lots of three putts at St. Chuck's, as I mentioned. Uh, so what would be the most memorable course that you've ever played? You talked about Texas. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. sorry, I, I got ahead on the questions oh, yeah. and I'm not reading them. But, uh, yeah, it would have been, uh, it would have been the Bandit in Texas. And it was, mm-hmm. I think it was time of year that was, that made it so special. His was first, that an SO tour? It was one of the oh, SO okay. tours. Yeah. I was helping out run those at the time. And, uh, yeah, so we were in Texas and, uh, I would help guide them on the various different places that we went. Mm-hmm. The Bandit, the nice thing about it is, I don't know if you ever played golf in the winter down south. No. Uh, but um, no, 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 some no. of their grass goes dormant. No, it's Scottsdale. Yeah, yeah. Scottsdale. That's, some of their grass goes south of here. Some of their grass goes dormant, and yeah. uh, the other grass, which is typically their fairways, they overseed. Yeah. So we had a, like, you could, it was such a defined course because yeah. of how brown the grass was of the rough and how green everything else was. It was just, it was like nothing I've seen. And uh, yeah, still one of my favorite courses just because it wasn't overly difficult, but at the same time, it was a good challenge. Nice. And that, is that in Austin? I know uh, they New always Bra- go to Austin. Yeah, oh, that was just outside of San Antonio, New Braunfels. Oh, so about 45 Antonio. minutes to an hour away. Cool. Very cool. So what what would be your bucket list course anywhere in the world? We've heard Augusta a lot. I'm sure we you have like heard to play Yeah, Augusta, obviously so. Augusta is an easy one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll go with Augusta. Yeah. Uh, it, let's be honest. It is it is probably the most notorious course that anyone would want to play. I've always been interested in playing maybe Kananaskis or something oh, okay. uh, towards yeah. um, in BC yeah. or even in um, uh, Alberta, Alberta. There. Yeah. Alberta yeah. So. Very beautiful out there. I think that yeah. was actually rated because it's a public course. I think it was rated mm. recently as uh, one of the yes, top ones. They were. Yeah, one of my one of my buddies. He was sending a bunch of pictures from the courses out there. He was playing, and everything was just like a postcard. Yeah. Score Score Golf is uh, slowly releasing their top fifty nine public golf courses mm-hmm. in Canada. Fifty nine is a weird number. I keep trolling them about Manitoba courses. They have yet to answer me. So hopefully we can get one of the score golf guys on uh, soon. And then we'll, we'll take them for a round at a Cinnaboyne on a men's night. Yeah. And that'll be in the top 10. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> we'll tie them up in the basement. <laughs> You're coming to the men's locker room. <laughs> so you've played a lot of golf. What would be your career low round? Career low round uh, would be at a Cinnaboyne. It was a 69. 69. Yeah, so I've done that twice. I did it um, when I was 69 twice. On the course or off the course? (laughs) Well, we won't go there. But uh, we started off with uh, 69 when I was 19. And then uh, I actually had a 69 last year. Really? Wow. Uh, out of nowhere, I started off, uh, it was a shotgun start. Started okay. on the sixth hole. And I'm the most streaky golfer in the world, as you've seen. Mm-hmm. I can shoot 169 or I can shoot yeah. 69. You golf like your underwear, streaky. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Pulls that one out of the dad jokes uh, list, yeah. eh? It came through my head, too. But, yeah. uh, Anyways, glad that you got to it first. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, 69, I, I started off uh, the game. Uh, we started on six. So drove. Mm-hmm. The green made an eagle. Oh, so proceeded that, right. that with a uh, a birdie, and um, the rest is. Uh, I, at one point, I was at uh, five five under in the game 
kind of scaled wow. it back, came through at 69. That Doesn't happen normal. often. That's great. Yeah. That's a good score. That is a good score. So, so Wilkie mentioned he had a 61 at the bone. Do you think that's doable now? For Wilkie, I think it is. You yeah. think, yeah. All right. Wilkie, Wilkie used to do goofy stuff when he was younger. He really was that good of a golfer. Um, uh, I don't think he's as refined as he was back in right. the day. I don't, I don't believe, but I don't think he played as much, right? Like yeah. any of us. But uh, yeah, 61, I think that's doable. Instance, who uh, you've had on the mm-hmm. podcast as well. He's in my uh, RBC scramble team. I think he's, I think he had mentioned he was as low as a 65 at Assiniboyan. And uh, yeah, very real for some of those guys. I've seen them shoot some goofy numbers. Well, even on that point, and I know I'm cutting, uh, cutting off the back no. of the line around, but there's only a few people that have actually seen hit the corner on nine slash eight. 18 at the bone, and I think Wilkie's one of them, driving off the tee. There's hit been the a corner, lot of people like that hit that corner. Okay. Yeah. Hit the corner of the green? What do you, <laughs> sorry, I'm not. I'm new here. No, like the corner of the dog leg to the right. So you cut it. Yeah. But yeah, you need to hit the corner. No, you, you do have to nut it to get it out there, but you look mm-hmm. at a guy like Johnny Parker. Oh, yeah. Perfect Parks example, probably, yeah. right? Parker did it. Parker yeah. could do that with a Merce, seven iron. I think right? Mercy did so, it. Yeah. <laughs> Dwayne Heinrichs with his nine iron. <laughs> Yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, definitely, can, I've seen Wilkie hit it there. I've had a couple fortunate, but yeah, I've seen Mercier inside the 150-yard marker yeah. and others there, so. Wow. I'm another one of those guys, so I just wanted to toot my own horn there, but yeah. you didn't mention me, so that's okay. I drove the uh, six green once. <laughs> I think I got a double bogey. I drove but, into some trees at St. Charles this yeah. past week. At the yeah. Grand Marie putting. I did get like a six or a seven on one of the holes. It's like the incline one, and you got to get it in the tubes, and it just kept coming back down. It was almost like, like Happy, Happy Gilmore. Gilmore, very much so. And I didn't hit the clown in the face, but uh, and I didn't win the game. I, I brought my PXG putter. Shout out to PEXG, no free ads, but... Uh, Big fans of the show. Didn't win. Didn't win the game. My dad won, and he doesn't even golf, so... <laughs> That's why we're 18 over par. That's right. That's right. So speaking of the bone, the Royal Assiniboine, the Boneyard, the mm-hmm. Bee's Knees, what would be your favorite hole to play at Royal Assiniboine? That's a good question. I like that one. What do I score on probably most consistent is probably seven. Okay, well, we didn't ask that. Yeah, so I would probably say... <laughs> we asked what is the course you like to play Yeah, so, so based on that, <sighs> as goofy as it sounds, seven's probably seven. one of my... No one likes to play a hole that they play bad. Like, I hate nine. Right. I, right. I, I love you? nine. I was going to say I love nine, nine yeah. too. I, I hate nine just because I never score well on it. It's right? fun. Or not consistent on it. Oh, okay. All right, but, uh, yeah, if I had to if I had to pick a, a hole that would probably be the signature hole of a Cinnaboyan, it still would be nine, unfortunately. <laughs> nine. What do you think? What do you think is three? Three is, I never end up well on three, but uh, it is. It's fun when you play three well. I guess that's three's a always a fun statement. But. Three's a fun one. There, mm-hmm. it's a tricky one because it's deceiving. Because if you're slightly off center of even the fairway and you land off center with a little bit of mm-hmm. spin to the side, yeah. you're in that you're in right. that uh, creek, and you're right. not getting out. Or you're and in the trail of grass. Although they cut it down recently, I remember when I was first remember there. They grew that long. Well, they didn't really want to cut it down. It was almost like a bog down there. It was a bog. Oh, you could see yeah. everything yeah. way back in the day, day, right? Yeah. Like I can still there, remember going to the ER fucked. before I even joined Assiniboine because I walked through. 
through the uh, the creek looking for golf balls with my dad. That sounds about right. right. And uh, I was barefoot because that's the, the thing we did back then when we were 12. Still do it now. Uh, and uh, yeah, I ended up getting my, I, I cut myself on a piece of glass and then my foot started what? doing a bunch of goofy stuff and we went to the ER and in the end I was just, I should have just sucked it up. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless, uh, yeah, no, uh, three is uh, one of the, the love to hate holes on that course. Mm. Yeah, well, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Lots well, of thanks holes. for your input. Let's go to the next question. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, I guess we'll move on. I'm not, I was going to get back into something else there. And, but, uh, our flagship question mm-hmm. of the back nine lightning round, what is your favorite condiment? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's ketchup. Hands ketchup. Down. Yeah, ketchup. ketchup for On sure. Everything. Oh, wow. Ketchup, although there could be an argument made for um, chicken sauce when I get it for free. You're a big chicken guy, aren't you? Oh, but I won't pay for it. I won't pay for it. <laughs> I won't pay for it. There's always a strategy. When I go through the drive-thru, I always order McChicken sauce after I've made my order. So I always uh-huh. make it look like an inconvenience for me to pull out my Interac <laughs> right. to pay for that 10-cent McChicken sauce because right. I don't think they should be charging me for it in the first place. No, they'll give it to you. They'll give it to you after the fact. I did order some the other day. Do you put it on your fries or you put it right on the burger? Everything. You put it on everything. Oh, yeah. What was it, would you, wouldn't McChicken <laughs> sauce be your favorite condiment or mayonnaise? It's right up there, yeah. Mayonnaise mayonnaise and ketchup, it's a, it's a close tie. I'm, I'm going to go with ketchup just because I put it on more stuff. Mm. Oh, okay. And I heard that uh, I heard that you only have you only eat one type of sandwich. Turkey, bacon, mayo with white bread. <laughs> Is that true? It's ham, actually, and I did have ham. a I did have a ham, and, and ham, I just told her about this just before we came oh, no. here. Oh no! She's like, did you eat today? I go, well, I did have a ham, bacon, and mayo and cheese sandwich on a Kaiser uh, before this, but the ham did not taste that great. And it's oh. so funny that you got it on that piece of paper because I'm pretty plain. Yeah, let's be fair. Yeah, so it's ham, bacon, not the turkey. You don't like the turkey, you no, like the ham. I like turkey, but, um, but it was always Subway ham, bacon, right. um, and and uh, cheese. And just mayonnaise? Nothing Tons else? of mayonnaise. Lettuce? No lettuce. Tomatoes. Like Nothing? Miracle Whip no. or just mayo? Mayo. The mayo. Yeah. Mm. Wow. That is uh, mind-blowing stuff. Uh, Sounds gross. Uh, very insightful <laughs> conversation we have had this evening at the Fourth Line Pub and Grill. Yeah, so that I guess that's the back nine lightning round. It is. So thanks to uh, the fine folks at uh, Winnipeg Dodge, especially Jamie Wilkie. Check them out. New yeah. Winnipeg Dodge. Winnipeg Dodge. Dot com. They're different. Yeah, we'll have to get out and play around with Jamie because I've uh, heard so much about his game and I've never seen him play. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's a treat to see him hit a golf ball. Talking about treats, DQ treats. DQ, yeah, shout out to DQ Manitoba, Nick and Nikki group of DQs. You can check them out at DQ Pull Apart yeah, in the food yeah. court. I don't know if we're going to get you anything. But, well, we'll, uh, get him a, we'll get him a cake or maybe not. Or what would be your favorite blizzard? Yeah, what do you like for blizzards? Uh, cookie dough. Um, cookie dough. Okay. Yeah, That's kind of cookie dough. Cookie, cookie dough. Yeah, Kit Kat's good. Cookie dough. What about these no, guys? These guys got a favorite Oreo. Got Oreo we blizzard. Got Oreo blizzard. Score. score. We got the, the whole crowd You look like here. a guy who likes to score. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so shout out to the Nick and Nicky group of DQs. <laughs> DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park in the food court, DQ Neverville and DQ St. Anne's Road. You can follow them on Instagram right at on. DQ Manitoba. Another shout out to Wilkes. Uh, actually, Ryan Bell, Belly Hander, was playing with uh, Wilkie tonight. No way. Uh, for Mensa, yeah. He just sent me a text. Where, uh, at, uh, Small World. I think maybe Glendale. Glendale or Breezy? Oh, maybe at Breezy. I don't know when they're Mensa is. How do you get is. on there? Who let him on there? Probably Wilkie. Okay. Wilkie heard him on the pod. That's how you get the golf courses. He That's probably, how we got to he play He probably bought a car from him. <laughs> 
and we're still waiting to do so. Yes, and well, yeah, Timmy, yes, great, been a slice. great chat. Thanks We've to been looking line. forward to this yeah, one for this quite a while. Uh, well, honestly, we've been working on this one, I think, since the beginning of the pod. I, we? I went back into my chat history to say, uh, when did he first ask yeah. me? And I, I went back, it was actually a, on my dad's birthday. Oh. Um, not with us anymore, still cool yes. that it was on his birthday. Yes. And uh, that would have made me episode four if I had accepted it at that point. Oh, and then, so yeah. Been, well, but uh, I'm glad we did it on episode line. four, 14. There you go. Yeah, this is it. Now we're on episode what, 25? You guys are big yeah. time here. Like, you guys are getting know, celebrities you. and everything here. Yeah. Next, who you got next week? Any Anyone that tops me? Uh, no, I'm away at Clear Lake next week. So, uh, oh, I'll, we'll have have to, I'll have to host <laughs> it myself. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, but we do have some other great golfers coming up, uh, which uh, which will be nice. And we got some not so great golfers too. Yeah, and kind of oh, like you, you're yeah. both a good golfer oh, and not yeah. so great golfer. Yeah, no, that's why I was surprised you actually gave me a title for this thing here because uh, <laughs> I didn't know. I'm just seeing your lineup and your roster of people that you've had. You had nothing but quality people. Super pumped to how you guys got that sponsorship from Jamie Wilkie right out of the gate as well. Mm -hmm. Like that was outstanding. Uh, good thing for him to do. Kudos to you there, Wilkie, on doing yeah, that. Support uh, local. That's what it's all about. We got to support local, especially during these fucked up. Time, so uh, yeah. we're happy to be here, happy to do it. Yeah, and, uh, and JR's out next week, so I'm just going to be reciting a, a few collections of uh, poems I have. Yeah, <laughs> We're oh. doing erotic bingo. Erotic bingo. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> Recorded on a podcast. Did, did you guys know, though? We can do that. Shout to the Admiral Dildo. <laughs> the, the one thing that, uh, especially for those that are supporting Nick and Nikki DQ yeah. group there, if you go to the bone and you take that scorecard, and you take it to the, any of the, or the, his DQs right. there, you can get a two for one. A lot of people don't know that. It's right on the scorecard, right at the bottom. Mm -hmm. You got a two for one coupon every time that you play golf at the bone yeah. there. Wow. Yeah. How get can you go wrong? Bone. Get out to the bone, you'll shoot either 50 or 36 if you're playing nine holes. Exactly. <laughs> and wear your flip flops and hat, works, hat backwards. <laughs> All right, well, thanks again, Timmy G. Tim Grant, we uh, we really appreciate it. And thanks to Fourth Line for having us and uh, providing some some waters to us and uh, we really mm. appreciate it. Thanks for everyone awesome. for, uh, for coming out as well. Thank you very much, guys. Bye-bye. We'll chat with you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Yo. And you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot. You're late for your tea time, as per usual. It's 12-12, but you wouldn't know. The clock in your piece of shit ride just blinks eights at you. It's embarrassing. You find the parking stall the farthest away from the clubhouse. It can't be seen in your shit box. You know you're going to play awful because you feel awful. Your car doesn't match that swagger buried deep down inside. That golfing champion waiting to be unleashed. Ding. Your bumper hits the concrete as you accidentally sit on it while putting on your golf shoes. You smile. Because tomorrow, you're going to see Jamie Wilkie at the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. The front doors will open like the Azalea Line gates at Augusta. You'll ask for the best-looking guy there. You'll find the former amateur champ, Jamie Wilkie, staring back at you. You hand over your money. Your new ride glistens as it pulls out of the dealership. Then Jamie approaches and whispers in your ear, Son, next week, I'm taking you golfing at Breezy Bend. I'll show you a thing or two. You smile again, as now your golf game will look and feel as good as your new ride. Improve your ride and your drive with Jamie Wilkie at the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. WinnipegDodge.com JR, we have a lot of fun on this podcast. 
But I want to take a second to talk about something that has affected me personally. Every year, millions of Canadians suffer from brain freeze. It can happen to anyone. It's a hot summer day. You're aggressively enjoying a DQ cool treat, a blizzard, a dilly bar, or a variety of personalized ice cream cakes, and whammo, brain freeze. It hits you like a triple bogey. The good news is you can enjoy these delicious treats in a moderately sized bite. So get over to any Nick and Nicky's group of DQs and enjoy some DQ treats safely. DQ Northgate on McPhillips, DQ Pole Park in, food, in the food court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. Go see them today for tasty treats.